right. So you're a music artist with plans to take over the world, huh? Yeah, duh. That's why I'm here. Well, you've come to the right place. Let's go. Welcome to the I Am Northbound podcast. Podcast. Your guide to dominating the new music industry. What is up, y'all? How you doing? And welcome to... Yet another episode of I Am Northbound. <laughs> I nearly went out on a limb there and tried to guess the episode title, but I thought, nah, how about you don't make a fool of yourself? No, you know what? Life's too short. I'm going to have a go at it. What is up, y'all? How you doing? And welcome to episode number 46 of I Am Northbound. That's just a guess. With an asterisk, right? Because I don't know whether that's correct or not. I could be right. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, you know, at least I had a go. You know what I'm saying? How you doing? Hopefully everything is great in your world. I mean, we are living in some crazy times at the moment. This whole coronavirus thing is just crazy. I mean, Australia was one of the first countries outside of China that was like aware of it because I remember I was in Melbourne a month or so ago now and they were talking about the coronavirus because there were people in Melbourne that had it. Fast forward now, it's like everywhere and like the NBA is cancelled. That's crazy. And now like people are not going outside anymore. I mean, fair enough. We have to kind of get it under control. But anyway, hopefully you're staying safe. Hopefully everything's great in your world. Um, and just, as, you know, keep, keep focused on the perspective of it all. You know what I'm saying? Keep looking up the stats, the risk of your country, and what the numbers really are. Because I think, I mean, not saying at all that it isn't something to really be concerned about in this day and age, but, you know, the media have really jumped onto it and it makes it sound like everyone in the world has it. So just keeping a perspective, otherwise it can kind of corrode your mental health a bit. But, um, you know, obviously stay safe. And if you get sick, like 85% of the cases are mild anyway, just make sure you isolate yourself and do that. Well, I'm not a doctor. Why am I telling you this kind of stuff? But I think it's good to just keep clear headed about it because I don't think many people are saying that kind of stuff. They're just telling you that Like pretty much if you go outside, you'll die. And that's not the case at all. Anyway, that's not the point of this podcast. Hopefully you're doing fantastic. Um, You know, it's just crazy. It's just like, I was thinking about this the other day. It's like, is it just me or is more and more crazy stuff happening as time goes on? It's like every year at the end of the year, you look back and you're like, wow, I would never have thought ever that like blah, 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 blah would ever happen. And it all happened in one year. Maybe that's just life. Life's just like a crazy roller coaster, but things are just going crazy. There's people out there that are like, this is proof that we live in a simulation, which is just, I mean, that's, that's a weird conclusion to jump to. But anyway, hope you're doing fantastic. As I said, hope you're staying safe. Hopefully you're just uh, being creative, writing a, write a, writing a bunch of cool stuff. It's been unbelievably busy over here. I feel like I say that every single podcast episode, but my goodness, I tell you, it's just been like, you don't know busy until you try to do something online, I think, because there's no such thing as the end of the day. Like, I'm not normally someone who, like, I'm not, you know, I'm not one of those people who, like, lives for 5, 5 p.m. That sounds so funny to say because I don't think I've, I don't think I ever finished my days at 5 p.m. But you know how people do nine to fives and you're like, oh, I can't wait till five o'clock and then you switch off. I'm always on. I love working on things. I love helping music artists. So, it, like, fuels me to keep doing it. But usually, you know, at least when I go to bed, I don't have to work. But because of this whole audiobook thing, because it's going so well, I mean, the Facebook group is just growth. I mean, if you're listening, you would have no idea what I just did then. But like on a graph where it just like shoots up, we're just adding so many more people every day. I'm meeting so many more cool music artists. I mean, I'm 
getting like crazy amounts of reviews sent to my inbox of like how much the 40 songwriter has helped people on their music journeys i tell you like it was like it's the most humbling thing ever because if you're like an old school if you're like a, a listener from way back you know there was like a period of like a year when i'd be talking about writing the book and how much time it was taken now it's out and it's helping people i mean that is just absolutely crazy uh but yeah do, the, the facebook group's going crazy because of that i mean just like the book is doing well online. Like we're just, there's a, a ton of people are grabbing copies and it's just really cool because it's able to kind of fund itself so that I can just leave the ads on and just people buy the book and it pays for itself. And then I just meet new music artists. It's, it's a pretty cool setup. So we'll see how long we can bring that out for. Um, but it, but it's just been like, it's just been so, it's been so busy, right? It's been so busy, right? Because I'll go to bed at like 11, 12 at night, but that's when the rest of the world kind of wakes up and <laughs> People are like sending support tickets and needing asking questions and stuff, and I'm asleep, so it's kind of crazy. So I mean, that's you know things are great because it's allowed the Listen Pages team has actually grown this week. We've taken on someone else; they're now working alongside us to help you guys get your music heard and do that kind of stuff. And I've actually got a customer support team now, which is really cool, and that means I can actually go to bed at night time and not have to wake up every two hours to write back to support tickets. I mean, yeah. So if you know, if you're seeing a little bit of a few bags under my eyes, it's been because that's kind of that's. I mean, that's probably because it's been my life for the, for the last two weeks doing that kind of stuff. But I'm here I'm recording this episode. Might fall asleep on you, but at least we've got steps forward so that uh, I, I don't just work myself into an early grave, you know? But if it helps you get your music heard, then that's all that matters, right? So anyway, uh, I wanted to talk today a little bit about the, the, one of the core concepts of the 4D songwriter, but its application in the real world. And I want to ask you a question. I like to take every couple of episodes, you know, sometimes we might talk about marketing strategies. Sometimes we might talk about this, that, the other. But sometimes I like to give you a little bit of time for reflection. It's It's no... There's no point in me trying to push marketing strategies upon you if the foundation isn't set correctly. And even if you set the foundation correctly, it requires maintenance. It requires upkeep, requires focus and attention. So if you if you aren't focused on your foundation to get it perfectly right, over time it can kind of like float out from underneath you, if that makes sense. And you have to kind of check back in with it and make sure that it's set correctly. Uh, so I want to take an episode to do that because I could tell you all about how to do something with your music marketing wise, but if you haven't got this set up correctly, then what's the point? Because it won't work. You know what I'm saying? So the core concept I want to talk about today is your motivation behind your music. Now, I'm not expecting everyone who is listening to this podcast to have read the 4D songwriter or have listened to it if it's the audiobook you've just picked up. But one of the main core concepts in it is the motivation. Now I'll go through it quickly in case you've never heard of that before. But it's not just your music that's going to help you find the fans that you're looking for okay if you just try to push your music upon people in this day and age i don't think i mean you're gonna have to work so hard to stand out i was gonna say i don't think you'll ever stand out some people have but it's like one in a million if that one in 10 million one in 20 million so it's like do you really want to stack the odds that far against your favor when you could easily like make it so much easier for you to stand out so it's not in like one in a million by far it's like one in i don't even know the odds but significantly better odds for you if you bring in these other dimensions that you can kind of push your music and message through. Now, one of those is your motivation. The other half of this personality dimension, uh, the other element, the core element is your story, like where you've come from. And that normally ties into your motivation. So like your story is everything that has happened up until this present day right now and tomorrow, your story will be today as well, if that makes sense. You know, like everything in the past becomes your story and your motivation is the change you want to bring to the world. 
So to find your motivation, which we'll talk about specifically today and why it's so important, I want to ask you the question, why do you even write music in the first place? Like, what is the reason that you're writing music? If you can find the answer to this core question, that's where you're going to find the key to everything. Okay? I can't stress that enough. People think that your motivation and your story, it's like, oh, it's only good for if you go on like one of those, The Voice or, you know, Australian Idol or something like that, or American Idol or Britain's Got Talent, whatever country you're from. But, you know, for them to just tell you a little sub story at the beginning. And that's not true. First of all, don't ever go on one of those shows because it's not good for your career. But, <laughs> but, but that's, that's not what it's for, right? Your whole goal as a music artist is to find that root core motivation because that becomes, that becomes like the center focus for like your entire branding presence. Even down to if you're trying to use TikTok, how to actually use TikTok properly to find the fans that are going to relate to you. We'll get into that in a little bit, but it's going to help you with everything. Your motivation answers all of your questions when you're like, how do we promote this album? Motivation. How do, what should the album art look like? Motivation. What font should I use for the poster for my new tour? Motivation. It all comes from that. It's like the single most important thing because it's you at your core. A few people, when they see my ad for the 40 songwriter book, um, well, because you know I'm talking about the listen path for in 60 seconds, and I say, "Come and get my book," and I tell you all about it and how to move people to become, how to move people toward becoming a raving true fan. Some people judge literally a book by its cover, but also me by my uh, me by my cover, I guess, or by a cover, and tell me that you know i'm a snake oil salesman this is like one in every thousand people but i still sometimes get comments from people and you can tell that they don't know anything about me that's why i don't let it affect me because they're not angry at me they're angry at all the other people in the past that may have hurt them right so it's misdirected but you know i've had people say all different things all different names under the sun saying oh all you want to do is make money off people and i'm like my book's three dollars I want to make money off you. I'd probably try to charge a lot more, right? And they're like, oh, okay, well, you, you say you want to help music artists, but you put it behind, you know, you charge for it. It's like, I just say, go check out my profile. There's like over 15 hours on my Instagram profile, for example, of content to help music artists, right? And one guy in particular summed it up by saying, you're right, I haven't looked into you, but the first sentence of your video told me all I needed to know. So it goes to show people are going to judge you regardless, but this isn't the haters episode. I don't even know what I was talking about anymore. I got distracted by that. But you know, people are going to, people are going to judge you, that kind of thing. I'm talking about something else entirely. I went on a mad tangent there and I was like, I'll tie it back around. And then my brain just went, well, I don't need that part anymore. I've lost, lost where I was actually taking it. But your motivation is at the core of all of that. It'll make sense. Hopefully some of you who know my, how my brain works by now will figure out how I meant to link that together. Uh, but your, your, Motivation is at the core of everything. Like, why do you write music in the first place? How are you designed and how are you intending to, to help people? So, if you can answer that question and find that core reason, that is where you're going to find the absolute truth behind why you write music and why you, like, how you're focused on everything and how you're actually going to move toward reaching your goals. Now, the reason motivation matters so much, your motivation, what, what motivates you toward the future that you're trying to bring toward or toward yeah toward but also bring your fans to to as well anyway you're trying to close the gap between your fan your listeners and the future that you want your music to bring them uh so your music becomes a solution to their problem it becomes much easier to market to people then because you're not just saying hey do you want to check out my song it's for fans of and i bet you've done that before every music artist has right or at least you know a music artist that has like check out my latest song it's for fans of drake or for fans of metallica if you like this band you might like me and that's just like this really watery 
Blech. You know what I mean? It's just, it's not a strong marketing message at all. And there's no way that's going to stop people in their tracks. Yet, if you can find the solution to their problems, that's how businesses are marketing to people. And that's why you buy stuff is because you see ads that market to your problem. If you're here because you picked up the audiobook recently, it was because I was able to speak to your problem. I've been around music artists so much that I know the number one thing that music artists care about is not getting signed to a label. It's not selling out stadiums. I didn't make my ad saying, here's how to sell out a stadium in 60 seconds because that's not what you really care about. What you really care about is that you want people to listen, right? So I said, here's why people aren't listening to you music in less than 60 seconds. So it's about that. If you can find that core reason that you write music, what you want to bring to people's lives, you can shorten your entire message down to grab their attention in that split second. So if you write music about, if you've written a song about a breakup, you, f- you then know that your motivation, you can look at your motivation like broad and think about your entire picture, but also look at your motivation on a song to song basis. But if you can look at it and go, I'm here to help people find comfort and refuge after a difficult breakup. This is what my song's about. Then you know now who your target audience is. And therefore, you know how to craft your message to say, you've just broken up with someone and you're hurting right now. My song is going to make you hurt less. You know what I mean? I'm here to make you hurt less. So if you do that and grab, then that's, that, that's going to resonate with them, right? Because they're going to see your advertisement. It's not going to be for fans of this artist because they're going to scroll right past that. But if you speak to what's going on inside them and it resonates with them, That is where you're going to see the response you want, right? But you have to find your motivation to be able to get to that point in the first place. So why do you write music in the first place? If you can answer that question, you'll be able to find your motivation. Now, by no means is your, like your motivation is not something that you just set once and forget about. You have to be thinking about it every single day. Think about like readjust every, maybe every album, you might slightly switch it up a bit. Remember people who jump on for your motivation early will kind of like attach to you. So don't change your motivation too drastically between album releases, but you might do it in the future, right? There's slight adjustments here and there to bring more people in, but still to cater to and satisfy your um, early adopters and your, your long-time listeners. Because these are probably the ones who have transitioned the furthest down your listen path to what becoming a true fan. So you can't, you know, push them away. So, you know what I'm saying? So, so, so keep on message and on brand, but you might switch things up here and there. But readjust your, uh, reassess, I'll say, audit your motivation every so often. I, I would do it every week. Just keep it on your mind and think, how can I say what I want to say with better words? Are these the best possible, is this the best possible way to communicate with people? Maybe, you know, one of the words you could change to make it even more powerful. Like, for example, my motivation is to help music artists. So what if my statement that I, you know, I've, I've reduced my entire message down to, I help music artists change lives, or I help music artists change lives around the world. They're two different messages. Do I want to shorten it for, to be concise, or do I want to keep those last few words on so people know that it's a global movement? That kind of thing. Like, do I want, I help music artists I help music artists dominate the new music industry. Now that that was one of my ideas a while ago because of the, you know, because it ties in with the branding of the book, but I started to think that sounds a little bit like those people who say, you know, I'm going to help you. <laughs> you know, I don't know, there's plenty of people out there. Maybe that's why I was talking about the hater the hater comments before because they think I'm like that kind of person. Um, but, you know, it, it sounded a bit too much like that for me, so I, I changed it. So instead of I help music artists dominate the new music industry, it's I help music artists change lives around the world. Because that's not about, right? It's helping you help people. So therefore, you know, helping you change the lives of your listeners 
there you go. That's where my message comes in. So the question is, what is yours? Maybe you might have to reassess your motivation to be like, what do I really want? Does my message come across enough with the words I've chosen? But having a very concise motivation allows you to also know in your like everyday actions, whether what you do aligns or doesn't align with this specific motivation and the way you say it. So instead of me, if I didn't have a motivation, I would just kind of have to go off my gut feeling. But your gut feeling can change, right? Every day your gut feeling can change depending on what mood you're in. But if you keep that one consistent sentence for me, I'm just saying what mine is because it's the easiest way for me to explain it. I help music artists change lives around the world. Then I know that when I do something, I can immediately compare it or see if it aligns with or you know, hold it next to my motivation and say, is this going to help music artists change lives? If it doesn't, then it doesn't align with my message and I don't do it. So the same thing should go for you because I'll even help you. I have people contact me and say, you know, I'm a specific type of artist, but I got asked to play a show that kind of goes against my personal beliefs, but my band hasn't really established themselves in that arena yet. So should I take on this show or not? tell you, if you've got your motivation set, you'll know exactly whether you should play that show or not, or whether you should do that interview, or whether you should play that support, or whether you should do that meet and greet, play that support, you know, meet, you know, on the road, whether you should be a part of that festival, whether, whatever. If you can keep that motivation, you'll know whether you need to go and do that activity or that radio interview or magazine photo shoot, whatever you want to do, as long as you can know it aligns with who you are. So this is the whole thing about the four dimensions is that how they all kind of synergize. So you might be thinking right now that that sounds a lot like it's tying into your branding because a lot of people talk about, you know, whether a certain event or opportunity aligns with their branding. And that is true, but it goes to show that you are your branding. Your motivation is your branding. Whatever you decide to do, that's how you're going to affect people, right? So you have to make sure that what you do aligns with that. Now, as I said before, if you have that core motivation set, your branding becomes much easier to manage as well because when you think to yourself, what should my poster look like? Well, it needs to communicate your motivation to your audience or at least that album's motivation or that song's motivation depending on the context of the release. Do you know what I'm saying? But you know, what font should I use on the poster? Well, does it communicate the motivation? Because if it does, it aligns with your core brand direction. Now, I talk about in the 40 songwriter, that exercise of sitting down and listening to your music as a consumer and writing down the concepts that are kind of presented to you by your imagination and checking that they align with the music itself. But, you know, that's not a separate exercise to your motivation. All that is, is just a way to bring your emotion, bring your motivation out. Your emotions are your motivation and you bring your emotions out through your music and then you kind of interpret it to be displayed visually through your branding. Everything is all just comes back to who you are as a person. Okay. It's just... Every, every technique in the book is a way to get your inner creative out to the world in different ways. So you can look at your poster and ask yourself, like, does this align with my motivation? Is it going to make my listeners feel the way that I want to make them feel? Because that's what's going to be that beacon of light toward them or at least make them stop in their tracks. If you just put a white poster up that looks super clean and super designy and it might look fantastic, but if it has no correspondence or correlation to your motivation and what you want to do, the only person who's going to be impressed by that poster is you. You know, no, none of your core listeners or like or future listeners or people that you could actually help, like your high, highly compatible listeners, are going to see that poster and be like, "I've got to stop and read that because it doesn't speak to them." So think motivation first. Now, I said at the start of this episode, we talk a little bit about um, how to implement it, like on TikTok, for example, and it does work in that way. Something that people are doing on TikTok that are like is cheap. It's not going to work for you in the long run. 
is trying to find viral hashtags. So if you've ever been on TikTok, you'll see that a lot of people try to use the hashtag for you page or hashtag FYP to try to get on the for you page because they think that's going to make them viral. But there are so many people on that hashtag trying to do that, that it doesn't always work. Now, I know you might be thinking that's just like how Instagram works too. As I say, if you can think of a hashtag, it's not worth posting on. But TikTok doesn't work exactly like that. It works in that way, but it also works in another way too. Someone actually put up recently, there was a TikTok that went viral and they said, they, they said if you want a hashtag to, blow, to make you blow up on the For You page, use it. It's like hashtag, it was like X, Y, Z, A, B, C or something like that. It's just like random letters. And people started using it and it started getting them on the For You page. And then other people started saying, is this what you need to do is find these viral hashtags and get on the For You page. Now, this is where you have to think about it. And I talk about this all the time. Are you trying to do it for like vanity metrics to try to get fame? You don't care what eyes are on you as long as, as long as, as long as eyes are on you. So you know what I mean? Or are you trying to get the right eyes on you? Talked about this before a hundred times. Would you rather go out into a stadium full of 18,000 people that could take or leave you and don't really care about you versus 500 to a thousand people at a show that love you and you will change their life and they are your biggest fan? Now, that will show you where your true motivations lie, but if you're really serious about changing lives, you should be leaning more toward the thousand people in a room who everyone in the room, you've changed their life for the better and they, ha they have you to thank for you changing who they are. So you know what I mean? Versus 18,000 people, just so it looks cool, makes you feel good for a second about playing in front of a whole bunch of people that could take or leave you and don't really care about you. So it's the same thing. If you start using viral hashtags, trying to find ways to find these viral tags, you're only going to get on the For You page and seen by people who aren't going to align with who you are. So sure, you'll get, you might get a few views, but do they matter if they don't stick around? No. Because the only day that that's good for is the day you get them because it makes you feel like they might stick around. But then as soon as you learn they won't or they don't, it's boring. And you're like, what's the point of me doing that? So instead, you have to find the right hashtags to use to get to the right people. Now, I don't have the answer for you because you know I know heaps of listeners of this show and you all have very different music. I try to keep in touch with as many of you as possible. Um, as possible, yeah, sorry. But I, like, your, your, your motivations will change. You know what I mean? Your motivations are different. I've spoken to a few of you and you have very, very different ones. So I don't know what the answers are for you, but if you can find, if you, or what the answer is, depending on your approach, but if, but if you can find the hashtags that speak to your, like to your motivation or speak your motivation to your audience, I should say, or where your audience will be looking at who are interested in what your music can provide, those are the hashtags you use, especially on TikTok, because it means that the people that are seeing your posts other people who have interacted with posts similar to what yours are, probably outside the realm of music, and therefore you come in as the music equivalent, bam, you're immediately like coming in like a superhero to save the day, and they're already feeling that pain, and your music is a solution. It's like a painkiller. That's how they talk about it in marketing, is that you should prescribe every product. Prescribe. <laughs> it's actually a good word for it. Like a doctor. So prescribe it, prescribe it like it's a painkiller. So music artists don't realize how good they have it, when it comes to promotion, businesses, people think have it better because of the idea that, you know, they can get return on investment. They have marketing budgets that, you know, they can put more money in the market that they, they sell things. So they're going to get better response. But music artists don't realize what they have going for them that businesses don't, which is the trust factor. People don't think if a music artist contacts them that they're going to ask them for a thousand dollars. Yet a businessman, you would think that that's potentially a possibility. So if you can play on that trust, you can play on that safety that you can bring to people, it's, it's much easier to get them to do something if you align with their core belief. 
if you came, if you were a businessman and came to someone and said, you just went through a rough breakup, didn't you? Well, I've got the solution for you. They'd be like, they're going to like try to profit off me going through heartache. But you're like, you're not doing that, right? You're not, you're not doing that. So you see, so you're not, you're going in with the opposite mentality. You're saying, Hey, I know how you feel. I felt that way too. This is why I've written this song and I'm, hopefully it's going to help you. Do you see what I mean? That that's a helping hand. That's not a, can I have your wallet? Cause I want to just take money out of it. So if you do that, find your motivation, find the way to help people and then find where those people are. That's where you're going to start to find people that are going to become true or have the best chance of becoming true fans of your music because they're going to attach to you because your song was the painkiller to their problem. Hopefully that's helped. Hopefully you've been able to refine it that way. And I don't want to hear you say, but I'm in Swedish death metal. I don't have a motivation that could help people and stuff. Yes, you do. It might not have to be as serious as like heartbreak or anything like that, but you have an emotion that you want people to feel while listening to your music. And you've got to tell them that this is the, that your, that your music is the way to make people feel that way or to make them feel the way that you want them to feel. You know, if you, some, some people say, I don't have a motivation. And he's like, well, you want people to feel pumped up, right? Like I can take over the world. So why aren't you targeting gym goers? Because people want to feel pumped up in that moment. If you can convince them that yours is the thing that's going to make, like your music, your music's going to be the one to make them feel pumped up. They're going to reach for yours over the world's most popular music artists because those music artists didn't say, listen to my music at the gym or didn't promote their music that way. They've just naturally got to find that connection themselves. So if you can get in there before these big music artists do, that's where you're going to find the biggest response. That's how you beat the world's biggest music artists. It's so, it's so straightforward that needs to be thinking. Where are the people feeling the emotion that my music is meant to be the painkiller for? So even if that's to get pumped up, when are they feeling flat and they want to feel pumped up? That might be at the gym. It might be before a sports game. I don't know. That's what you have to think about. That's why you have to think about your motivation and how you're actually going to bring that forward. Now, just to finish this episode, I just thought about this thing because I was talking about painkillers and stuff like that. In the Facebook group, I say, when you, when you apply to the Facebook group, a Facebook group, I say, um, can you please list your favorite joke for the Facebook group, right? Because people kind of fill out these questions on other groups without thinking on autopilot and they don't. I just want to make sure people are paying attention. And some people have some hilarious jokes. The amount of people that have submitted Why Did the Chicken Cross the Road? Very disappointed in you because I want to laugh and that's not funny. And there's some other people who <laughs> submitted some really, really funny ones. But I'll tell you my favorite joke. The thing is though, I don't think you're going to get it if you're not Australian. And jokes suck if you had to have to explain it. So this joke's for all the Australian people out there and it's my favorite joke of all time. Now I know that it's called like acetophen, acetonidophen, something like that. What's it called? I don't even know. I can't even look it up. Whatever you take for headaches in America. So that's with ace. Something. But here's my favorite joke. If you're Australian, prepare to laugh. Why are there no headache tablets in the jungle? Because the parrots see them all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the I Am Northbound podcast. You made it all the way to the end. I hope you loved it. Why not check out another episode? I'm sure you can find one right below wherever you found this one. But before you do, make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And it would mean the world to me if you could either leave a rating and a review for this podcast or share it out to your followers. That act of kindness goes so much further than you may think. It helps me help more music change the world.